Hey guys, welcome back to the Matthew Freeman Show. Today, I have Jenna Cash joining us. Jenna is the owner of SoCo Lashes and a fast friend of mine. We uh, have met literally online. We've never actually seen each other in person, or at least that we remember we have not seen each other in person. And in that time, just through online presence, through her following me, me following her, we just realized that uh, we're two peas in a pod in a lot of different ways and that we have a lot of respect for each other professionally and personally. And so today I wanted to bring her on the show and ask her some questions about business, about you know how she first got started as an entrepreneur, uh, the three best characteristics and traits that support her entrepreneurship, three traits that uh, might conflict with entrepreneurship, a little bit about herself, and uh, just some overall fun for the show. So we hope you guys enjoy today's guest, Jenna Cash with SoCo Lashes. I think this episode is packed full of fun stuff. There are some expletives here and there. Um, no really apologies for that. We're just being ourselves and, uh, you know, not trying to offend anyone, but also trying to honor being ourselves, which is what I want everyone to be able to do. So welcome back to the Matthew Freeman Show. If you've never been here before, welcome to the Matthew Freeman Show. And I hope you um, enjoy this episode with Jenna Cash. All right, guys, welcome back to the Matthew Freeman Show. As you know, from time to time, I bring guests on the show. Today, I have Jenna Cash of SoCo Lashes. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Aren't you excited to learn about eyelashes? Uh, you know, I've been wanting to know why my whole feed is lashes, but I realize it's because you've given me so many good shouts out that like I have all these little new lash artists like following me and whatnot. And I'm like, I should probably learn a little more about these things. That's the only thing I know is growing up, I used to get like, wow, you have such good lashes for a man. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? And they're like, you have long lashes. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, But why? What's that? Guys always have the good lashes. Well, dark, curly and dense. (laughs) That's what we're we're supposed to have something to catch your attention, right? We have have something to catch your attention. So today, what I what I want my audience is to find out about you as well. I mean, you're one of uh, an entrepreneur that I've been following that's just kind of blowing up that I see like business growth left and right. And so I kind of want them to to meet the business side of Jenna a little bit. I have some questions that I want to ask you about, you know, business, etc. And then um, as always, I, I also want people to know the the person behind the business, you know, so that you know, they know there's much more than just uh, SoCo Lashes and it didn't just start overnight. It's been something that's been happening, I'm sure, most of your entrepreneurial life. So hopefully at like the end of the day, they know a little bit about you, the business professional, and uh, you, the person. And if we accomplish that, I think think we're doing a good job. Okay, yeah. Do you All want right. me to just say a little bit about myself? Well, let, I mean, I'm gonna I'm going to start with this question. I want to know when you first knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, well, okay, so I know you're not supposed to want to start business, but my, I was at my nail appointment, 
go figure, right? And I saw my manicurist counting her money. And I was like, how much do you make at the end of the day? And she told me. And then I was like, that's it. I want to be my own boss. <laughs> and so that's why I did it. And when was that? How old were you? Uh, I think it was 15. I don't think I had my driver's license yet. And so have you been self-employed like the entire lifetime? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been working full-time in the beauty industry for um, April. I was actually still 17, so almost 19 years. In April, it'll be 19 years. 19 years. And what was your first business? Um, well, I, you mean that I owned or that I... Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, first, okay, so. first entrepreneur. I mean, whether it was a lemonade stand that you can tell us about or the first time like you exchanged services for for some kind of monetary give back. So I feel like most entrepreneurs are super, I don't, I guess not all of them, but a lot of us are creative and super into art. So I used to do photography and I used to babysit, of course, as all, you know, teenage girls do. And I babysat this baby and it was my mom's friend. And she had, I think when she was like four days old, she had open heart surgery. And so she had this huge scar down her chest. And I remember the first time I babysat her, she was like, I don't know how old she was, but she'd only been home for a couple of weeks. So, and she was a premature baby. So she was probably still like negative two weeks old, right? According to her due date. So I remember the mom getting ready to leave and she was telling me like, okay, just be careful when you pick her up. Cause if you pick her up under her arms, her, her chest will split open. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? So I was always like, paranoid right so I watched her up until she was probably like four or five and then ended up moving out of out of state um but I just thought her her whole survival story was so beautiful because she wasn't supposed to make it and she had this scar that went you know from the top of her chest all the way down um maybe I think it was above her belly button but I I got into photography because of her because I would take pictures of her for her mom for like Christmas or Mother's Day and that's how I got into photography with this little girl. And that was my first business. I did photos for like maybe nine or 10 years. Excellent. You still do it yeah. from time to time? No, I, 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 a couple years ago, I just, you know, when it like your hobby turns into a job and then people start taking advantage, I kind of just, I don't want to say outgrew it, but I got bored of it. So maybe, yeah, maybe I did outgrow it. Okay. Yeah. So no more photos unless it's uh, of the new business or no, of no, your own? No, hire people. No? I don't even do it at all. Ah, I don't so even like people, really. You don't, you don't even really like taking pictures. So what was your first camera? Um, okay, so my first camera from first Sonoma County people. Actually, no, that was my second camera. My first camera was a 7, I believe it was a 7D Canon. And then my second camera was, do you, do you know who Melody White is? Yeah. Yeah, I, I bought her first baby camera and I still have it because it meant so much to her and I couldn't believe she sold it to me. And I have it still in my closet because I feel like I can't get rid of it because she was had such a sentimental connection to it. So that was my first like real professional camera that I would use to take wedding photos with and newborn photos with. That's awesome. See, I needed to find out yeah. if you were, that was my trick question to find out if you were a Canon individual or like a Nikon because I'm like, I'm kind of a... Yeah. A Canon dude, even though yeah. if you went and pulled my Canon out of the closet, you realize it just has dust all over it. And I don't take any pictures right. and never really was like, you know, I was, 
you kind of play around and you like taking pictures and whatnot, but then everywhere, everywhere I would go, my camera was on me. And then I realized like I would miss the experience trying to take photos of the experience. And at one point I'm like, I want to experience the experience. I don't want to try to photograph the experience because then it's not didn't feel real to me any longer. So my Canon has gotten no action in the longest period of time. But I wanted to know if you were Canon or Nike. Team Canon or Team Nikon. Is that how you say it? Team Canon. Yeah. Melody sold her camera to me because she was hopping ship. She was going to Nikon. Oh, man. I mean, you can't beat the mirrorless. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm just just one of those people. Like, I'm kind of a... um, a label snob, even if it's to my detriment. Like, I like what I like, even if something comes out that's better. It's like, no, nah, I'm just a, I just like this, um, which is something I always try to shake off. But like, right, you know, my, this year, my goal is to buy a Ford F-150, long story short, but it's kind of like, it's the car I've always wanted, or truck, I should say, that I've always wanted. And every time I say that to someone, they're like, oh, Ford? Why Ford? Yeah, Chevy's so much better, and I'm always like, you know what? I'm sticking with my Ford. That's what I want. I'm not settling, you know. Then guess, guess what I'm getting? The 2020 Bronco. Oh, what? When does that come? March? I don't know. There, there's a wait list, um, but we'll see. I have to wait. I'm waiting. So, so shifting gears, because that Bronco is going to – what color, by the way? Do you know? I'm going to do the teal color. Oh, yeah. That thing looks so nice. Uh, I'm going to be moderately jealous, but I'm going to be in my Ford, so I won't be super, super jealous. It's okay. If it helps, it's going to be stock. I'm not going to get anything extra to it. Doesn't help. (laughs) We were were going to redo one, and it doesn't come with anything anyway, so I was like, we're going to get it stock, and we're going to build the rest of it ourselves. And aren't you working on a VW bug restoration also? Yeah. Yeah. So y'all stay busy. Yeah, it's actually for the 16-year-old. We got her a, uh, I think this one's a 73, and um, we're painting it powder pink for her. <laughs> okay. But yeah, she turned 16 in February, so that's her birthday brother. That's uh, actually my very first vehicle was a 67 red VW Bug. That was it. Everybody. So many people. When we drive it, you couldn't, you wouldn't believe how many people, like, you know, our parents and grandparents' age were like, that was my first car. Oh, I mean, it was the best. My son just informed me that they don't play Slug Bug anymore, that they play a Slug Tesla because there's not enough bugs on the street. So now they hit each other when a Tesla drives by. I know a little random fact right there, but... I remember the Slug Bug game. I kind of forgot. Yeah, it was my favorite. My sister and I used to pop each other all the time, but now you could drive, like, hundreds of miles and not hit each other, so... They switched it yeah, to that's Tesla. Not yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah, are... it, it would be kind of boring. So, so you're a photographer. You got your first career underway, and you switched to beauty. What was the first? What was your first endeavor in the beauty industry? Like, what was your first uh, business there? Um. Well, I worked for another salon for. I want to say like eight years until I opened my own place. It was called the loft at the boulevard. And then we, so, okay, so check this out. This is when I learned that it's always a no, unless you ask. So I had worked at this location before and I know I, I knew that she had a hard time keeping it rented for whatever reason. 
And so I wrote up a whole business plan and I had best case scenario, worst case scenario. And I presented them both to her. And I said, look, I know you have a hard time keeping this place rented. Give me one year. Here's the best case scenario. Here's the worst case scenario. If you want to be my business partner, give me one year. I will do my best and I will fill this place up. And she was my 50-50 business partner. So going in, I didn't have to pay rent. She didn't make me pay rent. Oh no, that's not true. I think I paid what I was paying for my station. Um, and then the first thing when I would get renters, the rent would be paid so that she was covered. And then we would 50, 50, everything else. So anything that I monetarily put into it was, she had said anything that you put into it, I want it to be a tangible item so that if it doesn't work out, you can take it with you and there's no hard feelings. So I basically built a business with zero risk because I asked and she said, yes, Jeez, how crazy is that? She didn't even know me. That's such a good lesson though. You know, like it's a lot of things in life are right there for the taking. And we just we never even just bother to ask. We just think it, you know, but it never actually comes out, you know. Wow, it's crazy. So that prompts the question is what, what what is one thing you would tell young Jenna that, you know, now that you think would have helped her in her entrepreneurial path? Like years of empire. Because my goal, I feel like we all kind of have this, like, this fear of what, I don't know if it's what you're worthy of, but I think, I I mean, I wasn't raised poor. My family made good money, but for whatever reason, I didn't think that I would ever be able to make X amount of, you know, dollars per year. But then you realize, like, now, what? almost 20 years, two decades. And I realized how easy it is if you focus on certain things. And the only way you're going to know what to focus on is if you ask and you take classes and you research. And like over the past two years, you know, I only started SoCo Lashes a year ago in June, but SoCo Lashes was just me. I had 300 and something followers and I was just doing eyelashes. And then I started taking classes and business courses and doing business retreats and learning what to do. So I think I would tell myself to drop my ego and ask for help. And then just to realize how easy it is to be a successful business. Aim higher. And and you're, you're a Tony Robbins fan, right? Yeah. Okay. So when I first started listening to him, I was commuting three hours a day and the thing that sticks in my mind was his comment about, you want to make a million dollar business? I can make 10 million, 10, $1 million businesses today. I'll, I'll set the plan. I'll do it for you. That's easy. And I was like, he is an asshole. That's not true, <laughs> but it is true. And the trick is just not giving up. You just keep, you don't stop. Right. Yeah. I like that. Maybe. Aim, aim higher and don't stop. Like yeah. those are, those are two. Like, I like, I like, like, uh, short phrases that I can remind myself, you know, to, yeah. to dig in when things get tough, you know, and then other short phrases that like, I, I think um, it's really easy to overthink things, you know, in business and life and personal development. Uh, they're always like, I, I've been working a lot with clients lately about, uh, you know, using the word period, you know, just like to remind themselves to stop the narrative right there. Like the sentence ended, period, no extra extrapolation because it's like, hey, I want to go build a million dollar business, period. 
So you go, go do it. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy to go, ah, but I don't know that I have the startup capital. I don't know if I have the right idea. Am I the right person behind it? Will I be able to find the right team? Like the narrative goes on and that's what stops the action. But if you just stop the sentence with a period, the action can happen. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, because how many times have you started a project and and you didn't launch it because you're like, oh, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. People don't care if it's ready or not. Finished. I I mean, um, uh, uh, finish is better than perfect is something that all of these entrepreneurs will tell us. And they say it over and over again because it's true. People don't care. They just want to see what you have to offer. And remember what Apple's first computer looked like? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Mofo. (laughs) Like nobody's proud of their first um, launch. So just do it. And if you're proud of your first launch, then you waited too long. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny you said that. that's, that's such good advice. Cause I, I just read this thing the other day, uh, precision nutrition, obviously I'm in the fitness industry, you know that. And, uh, they yeah. took like a thousand people and they followed them for a year and uh, long story short, they gave them kind of a diet and exercise, uh, regimen. And those that were 10 to 49% consistent, the men and women each still lost 11 pounds within the year. So basically you lost a, a, a pound a month being 10 to 49% consistent. Well, what does that mean? I mean, as the consistency went up, the weight loss was a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, et cetera. But what it showed me was like, you don't even have to be that good. You just have to take action, you know, like ultimately yeah. like you could, almost missed the entire dartboard, but because you're throwing at the dartboard, you're getting closer yep. to hitting where you need to hit, you know? And it's it's so many people are stagnated by inaction. And I think it's that extra narrative that comes after the period because they forgot yep. to put the period and the run-on just becomes the run-on, which stops us, you know? And uh, so it's interesting. Aim higher, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, a big deal, you know, and, and, uh, that's a great piece of advice. So thank you for sharing that. Um, which leads me to my like next question. What three traits do you see in yourself that you feel have helped you the most in business? Oh, okay. Three. Um, it can be four, it can be two, but three was the- being decisive because like, I think a lot of people, are afraid to make a decision, but you have to be decisive. If you wait too long, sometimes you miss your opportunity. So be decisive. Sometimes I'm decisive to a fault. So I could say that that could also be a bad thing. But if I wasn't decisive, I would have never gotten my salon, <laughs> my first salon. Um, consistency. I think consistency is, um, I don't know. Like, I think... I don't know why I never gave up, honestly, because there have been times where I'm like, I don't like it anymore, but I just, I don't know why you just keep going. So don't stop. And I hear people say, don't take no for an answer. And I think like, well, sometimes it's a no. So you just change it and pivot, right? So sometimes it's a no. Um, one more, one more. Um, maybe, maybe bravery. Cause I'm never afraid if I like, um, okay. So one thing that I tried to do, I was going to breed English, uh, French bulldogs. And it was like, I probably put 30, 35, $36,000 into it. 
And then I decided that I didn't like it anymore. And I just gave all the dogs away <laughs> because I, I would rather them have good homes rather than sell them. And, um, I, it's scary to like, to try something because it's expensive, but I would have always wanted to do that, you know? So be, have the courage to at least try something. And if you don't, I was a terrible dog breeder because I don't like poop in my house. <laughs> so that did not work for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think about, about that kind of thing. Uh, I just thought about like cute little babies and puppies, but don't be a weenie, do it. Yeah, no, I like that. So, so three traits that you see in yourself that's helped you most in business, decisive, decisiveness, bravery, and consistency. What three yeah, traits... Definitely. What three traits have gotten in your way? What have you had to overcome? Right off the bat, ego. My ego gets in my way all the time because I don't like hearing when I'm not doing a good job and it hurts my feelings and then you get defensive and like for, I have ruined relationships over my ego, like friendships, um, my temper. I If I don't like somebody, I just we were talking about like, I had mentioned ghosting. I'm a good person ghoster. So cutting people off, I think is probably a bad habit. Um, third one, let's see here. Waiting too long, procrastinating and not just doing something when I, I have this idea and then I procrastinate and then you lose um, drive, you know? If you wait too long, your excitement starts to go away. So that's, so it's interesting because I think like, you know, procrastination and decisiveness, like clearly procrastination was present in your life and you were like missing out on opportunities or something. And it got to the point where the pain of procrastination was occurring so often enough that it was painful enough that you said, look, I'm not going to procrastinate any longer i'm going to take action on the things that i want to take action on and so you started being very decisive in the business and and you can see that you listed that as one of the traits that's helped you the most is your ability to make a decision and move you also use the word pivot which 2020 was like literally the uh year of the pivot um at least at least i felt for a lot of people they had to learn to to pivot and go um there's a great book actually called pivot and go i think by david nurse if you haven't read um be a be a good book but it's about pivoting and going and um it looks like one of your you know weaknesses has become your strength and do you still like do you tug of war those two things like do you find yourself procrastinating still Yes. Okay. So my boyfriend calls me on off because when I am on something, I am obsessed with it. But then when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Um, okay. So for example, I've been working on a manual for my company for, I don't know, like two and a half years, but I can't finish it because I don't feel like it. I don't want to, it's not fun. So that's the type of procrastination that like, I, you know what it is? I can't ever finish a project once it starts to get boring. I like have to force myself to do it. I wonder if that's like an incredible Leo trait because I have like four half written books and I have like, it's like, ah, I, I love that. I, I think um, 
You know, I mean, there's there's all those uh, personality profiles and stuff like that. I'm definitely more like a, a big ideas person and I can get things going and I can get them moving forward. But when it comes to like the nitty gritty, like if I don't hire people to do the little things and like I get stuck on technology or something like that and I get frustrated, then it's it's out with that project because I don't want to learn technology. And it's usually a click of a button. This is how I know you work born to be a millionaire okay because that is what i hear from these millionaire people that i know you have the ideas and then you pass it on but we, we just don't have the people to pass it on um so you are a millionaire in the making i swear to god you're going to be talking to people thousands of people in a stand one day but you have the brain to where you have the ideas and then you 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 just need your people below you that you can pass it on that they're good at ex- executing and finishing but you have people can't ever start anything. That's the hard part. And you have it. Yeah. I, lo- I mean, so it's, people- I think we share that, you know, and it's like interesting. You get to the point where you realize, like, I think that that could be a good lesson. Even in this conversation, I'm always learning from you every time we talk. But it's like, you know, hey, take take a project as far as you can understand it and then start hiring off for like the, the remainder instead of putting yeah. it in the bottom drawer and finding it years later. Like, you know, I look back and I'm like man, I've written over 150 blog articles. I've done like 70 podcasts. I've done this, that, and the other. I have videos galore. It's all in all these different mediums that like I started. And it's like, I I haven't even copyrighted all that information in, in a lot of ways. And it's like, but there's like 10 books just sitting out there somewhere in a I was I was discussing this with my grandma the other day. It's a total tangent, but not such a tangent. We both are avid readers, and we were, we read like every Lee Child Jack Reacher book. And then we were sitting there, and she's like, "Man, I, I'm done with Lee Child." And I was like, "Yeah, Grandma." And she's like, "Well, not only did we finish all the books, she's like, it's exactly the same every time. It's just a different problem, but the whole layout is exactly the same." And then my grandma, being my grandma, and this is a uh, a parental advisory warning, but like my grandma being my grandma, she's like, in the last book, he didn't get laid. He gets laid in every one, but for whatever reason, he didn't get any in that. I don't know why he deviated from the plan. And I was just like cracking up if you know my grandma. But it the, the, the point being is like these writers have this like schematic and they just, they give you a new story within the schematic and they're pumping them out left and right as best sellers. And it's like, we make so many schematics and if we would just complete one schematic, that's why Tony Robbins says I can do 10, $1 million businesses. Cause I have the schematic. It's, it's, the same thing. it's A, B, C, D equals a million dollars. <laughs> that's and, all it is. And that's it. Just yeah. input new idea and new people to help support the idea growing. You know, yeah. and, uh, it's it's kind of crazy. Nutrition is a lot like that too. Um, everyone wants to jump into the the specific diet, but there's like a foundational schematic. If you follow it, you have success, and if you don't follow it, doesn't have you don't have success. And each of those different yeah. diet templates that are out there, literally, are within the schematic with their own expression and and you know kind of different spin on it. But they're just. It's it's the same baseline. So interesting tangent. Um, can you describe a day in the life of Jenna? What is what does a day in the life look like? This is my own question. I wanted to know. 
nothing's ever the same. So like, I'm so, so fortunate and grateful. Our online business covers our bills. So anything, I mean, we have a lot of behind the things the scenes things that need to be done. My boyfriend does a lot of the, the stuff that I don't know and slash don't even want to learn how to do. And I work if I feel like it. So if I'm in the mood, I'll book clients. But like today I was like, eh, it's a Monday. I don't feel like it. And remember I said, well, I probably won't write today because it's post rainy. Yeah. But like my friend wanted writing. So we went writing and I was on my horse for a couple hours and then I made out with some um, English Mastiff puppies, and um, then I went and got a coffee, and I made sure to be here, like, almost, <laughs> like, I actually, I got here 30 minutes, but I made sure to get here, and then I'm going to go pick up my daughter after you. <laughs> so, but, okay, but that's not every day. That's, like, that is my dream day, and today was a dream day day. Yeah. Okay, now let's see the opposite side of having a cool business. Um, I get up at 5am and I'm on my phone like this all day. Cause I'm answering messages, answering messages. Um, I get 10 customers who are pissed off about something that was wrong with their orders, how our customer service sucks. Your, your company sucks. Um, so it's like super emotionally draining. And, um, okay. So like last night when you sell online, you'll get like a chargeback if somebody disputes a a claim. So we had one fraudulent charge and one girl who's upset with her, um, her order. I, I think we must've been on back order on something. And usually we'll do a handwritten note say, Hey, we're expecting this in three days. We'll put the note. It's going to ship out as soon as it's out. Well, she had the first portion of her order and then we sent the next one. I showed her all the tracking and she submitted a charge back. So it's like that will fucking ruin. Am I allowed to pass? Yeah that will fucking ruin your day because you realize like, Oh my God, all people have to do is tell their credit card company that they didn't get anything and they give them their money back and they take it back from the company. And I'm like, why? So then you have days where you get messages. You realize that they can just charge their order back or, and then you have to go through this lengthy process of like, no, here are screenshots. She got her order. Here's a confirmation. She signed for it. And if, even if they sign for it, they can still give it back. So um, and then there's my, like when I do clients, I like doing clients cause I don't do them too often, but on a work day, I'm working from like 5am till midnight and I have no life and I <clears throat> barely spend time with my kids, which was why I need dream days <laughs> like today. Yeah. Um, but it's literally never the same ever. So do you have a concept of Monday through Sunday or is it just wake up and live whatever day it is? It uh, depends on my kids if they have school. So I like weekdays because it gets me out of bed, you know? When I don't have my kids, as probably you know, you are kind of lost without them. You don't have any direction or or have tos. So if I don't have my my daughters, I don't know what to do with myself, which there comes the horse, then I can keep myself busy. But I have a schedule when my daughters are here because I have to be up because they have to be at school. Got it. And we're actually going in school here in Reading, which, hallelujah, amen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting for for all of those that are listening, which actually you brought up Reading. So I'm going to go, I'm going to jump around with the questions because I want to know a little bit about Reading. But for all those of you who don't know, Jenna's in Reading. You know, obviously I'm based in Sonoma County, uh, California, basically Santa Rosa. It's just like the most strict 
county in the nation, it seems like. Um, so we're not supposed to do anything here, um, which is why I've been snowboarding a lot lately, because you're allowed to do that uh, within three hours. And it takes me two hours and 56 minutes to get to Sierra. So that that works out. But um, man, we don't like my kids are not in school, don't have the concept of being in school. And then when you say you go to work and I didn't take any clients today, like I'm assuming that's at that yeah. beautiful place that I saw you put together online. So why Reading? I want to know. I, that was one of my questions. It's like uh, somewhere on this page is what prompted you to move to Reading, California, of all places? Okay, so um, uh, my ego, my decisiveness, and my, um, I, what would be the word? I am very, I wouldn't say, uh, yeah, maybe aggressive, but like, I, first of all, okay, is it okay? It's going to get a little bit political. I'll yeah. keep it. I mean, whatever mind. you want to say is, is, is freedom. I, I, if I'm minding my own business, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. And I have poured everything into this business. So if somebody's going to tell me that I'm going to keep my door shut, they, um, that's not going to happen. I, there's no way that I see all these people that are like, well, I can't work. And sorry if that's offensive to the people if they said that, but I'm like, y- you know how to keep working and to not close your business. You keep working and you don't close your fucking business. So all these people that are complaining and like upset with people, I would get messages from local artists being like really rude. And I was like, so don't close down. Well, we have to, I'm like, says who? says the people that that don't matter i was like well i haven't i i have decided to make the decision that's best for myself and my family and the people who are supposed to find you and shut you down called me twice because people turned me in and every time both times the late i said are you calling because people because i was nervous and the lady, both times, different people said, honey, that's not what we're calling about. We're just calling to see, are you open or closed? And I said, closed. And she said, that's all we need. Thank you, sweetheart. They don't care. They feel bad for you. So I was so sick of, so sorry, I love Sonoma County, but I, like for me, I'm so homesick in here, in Reading, because Reading is not like Sonoma County, right? But I'm homesick for what Sonoma County used to be like. I am so fucking sick of people being mean to each other and that's just it was getting worse and worse and I we made a decision to move and then like three days later my neighbor who lived across the street asked me hey would you ever sell your house and I was like I think we're gonna keep this one we're gonna sell we're gonna sell my boyfriend's um, house and keep mine because it was a newer house and I thought it would maybe hold more value and she said her her husband she was like we want to buy it Alex and I want to buy it and we'll do a private party so you don't have to um, pay seller's fees and I'm like okay well that's just too good to be true right so I was there for eight months I our property went up in value like 30,000 and I didn't have to pay seller fees so we had this like big down payment that we could put on a house here have, have you seen pictures of our house? Oh, yeah. You could, you guys could live like kings in Reading. Hi, my house is so cute, and I have a beautiful view. And I paid, uh, maybe I think it was like a hundred thousand dollars less for this house. Plus, I had more to put down. So my, I mean, my mortgage is like nineteen hundred dollars. It is. So we just made the decision. 
Well, yeah. Question. <laughs> no, I mean that was that was it. Why Reading of all places? And a uh, little known fact is, I mean, obviously my family's out in Reading, um, and <laughs> I love my family to death, but I've always kept my distance. But I I want to move somewhere that is sunny all the time eventually someday. And a little known yeah. fact I looked up is Reading's actually number one in the the nation for sunny days. It's three hundred and twenty six no. per year. And Tucson is number two at 325. And so it's interesting because my family has a property out off Oasis towards the the uh, lake. And they have 10 acres and two units on the property. And it's just so beautiful. And for what they got it for, you get a postage stamp in a room here. You know? Mm-hmm. We could be real life friends, Matt. We could not be... Um, internet friends. I know. We could actually see each other in person if I moved to Reading. One walks. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I mean, so I think about it all the time. Um, but it's just not in the cards until my kids are, you know, moved on. And then, and then, you know, who knows? I got a lot of reasons to, to stay in Sonoma County, but man, it's frustrating. So, all right. Pivoting just a little bit. How would you describe SoCo Lashes? How would I describe the, like, uh, what sets, sets us apart from other companies? I just, I mean, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm not a lash okay. dude. So when I see SoCo mm-hmm. Lashes, I'm, th- you know, uh, because I'm from Sonoma County, I think Sonoma County, but maybe, maybe people don't. And then when I think okay. of lashes, I, I definitely think of lashes, but I don't, like, assume everyone doesn't know what that means. So what do you guys do? Um, what's the what's the basis of the business and you know what's your so bread and butter? I don't know if your follower base is more men or women, but it always reminds me of the episode of did you watch Grey's Anatomy? Every season, yeah, actually. Shh. You did? Okay, what was the what was the pretty doctor's name? Well there was, was more like, than one pretty doctor, depending on your taste. She wasn't that's true, okay. That I was not an avid watcher, but I did watch it because my friends did. And it was, she was a temporary and there was an episode where, where they talk about, she said, somebody said something to her and she says, she was like super boring. She was like, I have my eyelashes individually glued on. Do you know what I'm talking about? I actually do remember that. Okay. That is what we do. And we don't sell eyelashes. We sell self-confidence and I have been through two, um, economic, uh, catastrophes and guess who made it out this bitch okay beauty will never die women will always pay for it because we need to feel good about ourselves no matter how much money we do or don't have we will either buy eyelash strips or mascara if we have negative seven hundred dollars in our account to make ourselves feel better or if we have positive in our account we will go buy lash extensions there's always something that we're going to do to make ourselves feel better about ourselves Always. It will never, never happen. And like, you know, when our grandparents were talking about um, the depression, guess who is still box dyeing their hair? All of our grandparents. I mean, not grandparents, maybe the grandfathers, all of our grandmothers and still getting their nails done and their hair set because guess what? It matters. So it is a bomb proof industry and it it will never go under until women stop caring about themselves, which will never happen. Yeah. It's funny you say that because we used to joke about it all the time. I'm like, you know, a girl will cancel the going to the gym. She'll cancel the gym, but she will not cancel her tanning, her eyebrows, her eyelashes, her pedicure, her Botox, her freaking pedicure, her waxing, you know, her hair appointment. 
Because all of those things are instant gratification self-care. You mean like you mean you mean one one training session isn't instant gratification when I say hey now you just have to do that every day for the rest of your life? <laughs> no, but you know you know what you should do? Go back to school and become a plastic surgeon, and then you can get people skinny in a heartbeat because people are like, eh, I'll just I'll just do the surgery. It, it is it's actually the hardest uh, part of our industry, and and probably why I like actually affect my own business because it's really easy in our industry to sell like a you know, 90 day weight loss plan or a 45 yeah. challenge or this kind of challenge or that kind of challenge because everyone wants it fast. And I'm just yeah. so transparent, like, nope, you're going to be doing this forever. And we're going to yeah. find something you enjoy and what you enjoy will change. Oh, and you got to I actually eat well, pretty consistently over time. Oh, and I want you to sleep. Oh, and you got to drink water. And people are like, screw you, man, I'm going to go do detox, you know, and it's like, yeah. that's fine. You know, um, come back to me when the detox doesn't work because you're you doubled the weight you lost in two weeks, you know, and, and, and now you're twice as big as you were before you started, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really hard to, to sell. Uh, and you're right. Anything that like, you know, that's probably why I buy clothes. You know, you make a purchase and I got new new shoes and it's instant and it feels good. What is one thing uh, you would like people to know about SoCo Lashes in general? Um, one thing, well, I guess it's hard because it's like, I don't know who my target audience is right now because we're talking to probably men too. And uh, probably not. For those men, to be honest with you, if anyone like, listens yeah. to my podcast, it's probably female because men say I'm too emotional. So I'd probably yeah. say my audience is 97% female. I'm just guessing. Um, okay, okay. So I would say... What would I like to say about SoCo lashes? Oh, now I feel severely underprepared. Um, give me more of guidance. Give me a little more guidance how to how to. Uh, what would what is one thing you'd like people to know about the lash industry? Start there. Um, like okay, okay, I'll take it to where my brain takes it. I think that it's a really good industry to get into. And I think that any lash artist working full time is guaranteed to make six figures and can take care of their family and can take their kids on vacations and have good Christmases and birthdays for their kids. So if anybody's considering or contemplating getting into the industry, I would highly recommend it because it is, like I said, a bomb proof industry and it's a wonderful, lucrative, if you want it, um, way to take care of your family. So, and you get to be creative. So then here's my follow-up question. Because I've seen an explosion of lash artists, and I feel like there is uh, seemingly a lot out there, and like I said, it's probably because you've done such a wonderful job guiding people to knowing me. Um, w- what What is one thing you would like people to know about SoCo Lashes? That, that Why would I choose SoCo Lashes if I'm in Reading and there's 40 options? Like what's that? Oh, well, it's like, it's like choosing. So, okay. So I'll, this is what my brain does. Sorry. This isn't to answer your question. People will ask like, what's the difference between our products and other products? Just like lash artist, everybody does the same thing. It's just whatever. Well, let me rephrase that. Every master lash artist is basically going to give you the same version of a product, but it's just whatever company you feel like supporting. So whatever company, whose archetype you gear towards. So if you like somebody who's more um, of like a boss lady, like Kylie Jenner, or like, you know, you go for somebody like that. So 
Um, I guess we're not for everybody. I know that's a terrible answer to a question when we're trying to gear people towards us, but we like, I don't know. No, I I think, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head though. There's a million personal trainers. There's a million lash artists. There's a million hairstylists. There's a million tattoo artists. And why do we choose the ones that we choose? We get along with them. And we like the yeah. product that they give and they make us feel comfortable when we're there. And uh, so you, you do have to explore and find the right fit. And if you find the right fit, then, you know, I'm just one of those individuals that once you find a place like loyalty, I always think about that. I got like tattoos from the same. I got so many tattoos from the same guy. I'm always like, do I want different kind of art on my body? And I'm like, yeah, yeah well, maybe. But like, I just love the experience. When I go see him, yeah. he's like one of my best friends. So it's more than just like style of art of why I go back there, you know? And so, yeah, I could yeah. go get a new style of art, but will I have the same experience? And there's, there's one reason I, I seem mm-hmm. to always go back. So I, um, we got about like, I'd say we got like 15 minute warning and I got a decent okay. amount of questions that I do want to ask, okay. but well, let's, let's, let's take that, uh, Let's skip that one and skip that one and come back to, so how did you meet your boyfriend? Oh, okay. Let's nice little segue. I met my boyfriend through match.com. And this is, how did you meet your girlfriend? Well, this is important (laughs) to know. Um, Jenna and I have like known each other online, like indirectly. And it wasn't until she reached out and said, Hey, I want to interview a man on my podcast and will you be that guy? And I was like, sure. And she's like, are you the game for anything? And I'm like, sure. So I wasn't prepared. And then she hammered me about dating. And I was like, oh, this is like the subject I'm least good at. And uh, we left that show. Bottom line is she's like, you need to get online and do some damn online dating. And about a month and a half later, I finally got online. And that's how I met the girl that I'm dating now. So Jenna really was like the jump start to that, which is why I had to ask her how she met her boyfriend, because she did share with me then that she met him on Match.com. Um, what yeah. trait do you see him that you admire most? Uh, well, I think that, I think that if you're dating somebody that you think you don't deserve or that you think, because I think that all the time, I I feel like, oh my God, I don't deserve this guy. Why does he like me? Why he could, in my mind, I'm like, God, he could do so much better than me. And I think that that's good. And I know we kind of touched on this earlier, you know, earlier, but I think that that for me is good because it keeps my ego in check. And he, like the one thing about him that I was, has been different. I, I almost kind of feel like this, oh God, all the women, man haters are going to hate this, but I almost feel like I need him in my life and I've never needed anybody before. Like he actually brings something to my life and like he helps me. He helps me so like, okay, there's one time where I, I, not, I hate laundry. I hate it. I'm, I'm, the, I'm that person. I like a clean house, but I'm the person who will keep my clean laundries in a basket and I'll pull it. And then when I take it off, it goes in the dirty laundry and then I'll just do laundry and then put it back. But like I, one time I said, thank you. Thank you for always doing my laundry. And he was like, Oh, you're welcome. And I said, I hate it. And then he said, then I'll do your laundry for the rest of my life. What? 
Like he's just so nice. And I've never, it's just different because I think maybe it's Leo or maybe it's my ego. I don't know. I always was like, I never had an issue separating from somebody. I would always be like, eh, I don't like him anymore. Done. I would never cry. I think I cried over maybe two boyfriends because it was, but it was like angry cry. But yeah. Have you ever done your love languages? Yes. Are you, are you acts of service? Gifts? Yeah, yes, acts of service and gifts. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Make my life easier and then I want you around always because I feel loved. Sounds yeah. like it sounds like he he you know he makes your life a little bit easier you know like there's there's some kind of value being added to it. So uh, random question, yeah. but not so random. What makes Disneyland so special to your family? Um, I think it's just because it's it's like it's such an incredible place. It's funny you say that because I used to be obsessed with it. Um, but I think that recently I'm going to get like dark. They brought a lot of politics into it. So I don't know if I'm going to be a Disney person after <laughs> this, but Uh-oh. I would say previously, I think that it's cool because it like you go and it's this place where you can act like a total moron and like, you know how you talk, well, you don't have a dog, but you used to, you talk to your dog and you're like, Oh my God, you're so cute. I'm all cute. You could do that. And nobody judges you. And it's like, like, I don't know. It you get to be a kid again. I that could, and I get to watch my kids be kids, and you know that couldn't have been a better segue to literally the next question I had written, which was how many dogs do you have? I have two. I have two dogs, um, three cats. My daughter has uh, an umbrella cockatoo. Uh, actually, I'm so sorry. Four cats. She has a cat too. She's a one-eyed cat. She rescued her. Um, and she also has a, um, ball python and I have a horse, but I will say like 1.5 cause I'm pretty sure I, I want this other one. <laughs> Horses aren't, where do you keep your horse on the property or? No, you know what? We kind of, like I've gone back and forth we, when we were moving here, we we're like, do we want a property? But I remember the poop thing. Yeah. I don't like poop. <laughs> so it's when you pay for, um, somebody to board your horse. You don't have to deal with the poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, if, I, if we had a property, property, I probably would. But you have to be there to feed and clean, you know, twice a day. And you can't miss it. So we would have to hire somebody because there are some days, like I said, I'm busy from 5 a.m. to midnight. And you can't just not feed your animals. Have you always owned dogs? Always. Oh, I'm, I'm like a, when I was younger, this kid. Do you know who Anthony Beltrami is? No. No. Okay. He's from Runnett Park. He would, I grew up with the guy, but he would always be like, oh, it's Dr. Doolittle. Cause I always had all these animals. I was like, I spent all my money, <laughs> my, uh, chore money on at 49er pet. That's where I spent my allowance. <laughs> that, pl- that place, man, I, I don't even, it, it's like a, it's like the cockroach of Rona Park. Like, I don't even know how it's still open it's sometimes. It's is, gone. Is it gone? They closed. Oh. Yeah. I know. How sad. I, I didn't even drive mm-hmm. by there recently. Shows you how much, I, well, we're not allowed, we're not supposed to be out of our house, but. I didn't notice that it was gone. Are you on lockdown? We're technically on lockdown for another month. Like, like, like quarantine. You can't leave your house. Like the first one. Like the it's supposed to be the same way. Yeah, only only essential uh, exercise. You're allowed to go. You know, out for a walk, and you can go get groceries. And uh, all the salons are shut down again. All the you know tattoo artists are shut down again. And 
Yeah, I have a lot of hairstylist clients, so we've been having that conversation, and you know, it's it's been interesting how how it's progressed. So I have to ask because of of what I do. Um, last time we talked, you had a Peloton treadmill on the way, uh, and I had to ask the question if you like exercising no. or if you've actually even had that thing turned on. You know, no, I am proud to say it is not uh, a clothes dryer. Um, but my boyfriend logs in under my account almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm such a piece of shit, Matt. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. What's wrong with my brain? No, is you know, it's not my finest moment. <laughs> but I was doing really good, and then I got busy, and you know what? My here's my problem. I forget. I'll be like do 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 do, and then I'm like, I already showered. I'm not, I, I'm not washing my hair and blow drying my hair again tomorrow, and then I forget, and then it's been. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think I think it comes down to, and this is what I talk to everyone about. Like, it has to be. It, it can't be another task for someone who already has like a ton of tasks. It has to be something you enjoy doing. So you exercise today. You went and rode your horse. Like you know, like that. That is exercising to me. And so one of the things that I do for my work is help people redefine what exercise is supposed to look like because so many yeah. people have made it a task that. And yep. one, and then that's why people want the forty-five day plan because they want the task to end because they don't find it that enjoyable overall, you know. And uh, it, we're talking about the diet, we're talking about the exercise, we're talking about you know whether or not it's cold showers, whether or not I mean it's business and operating your business. It's like how do I just get to a six-figure business and then just sit back? Well, it, it's not that simple. Like the task doesn't end. You have to win the win the day more than you lose days and if you can win the day with some simple tasks you can you can win the the week and win the month and win the year and have some success but uh how we define it is really important you know what it looks like to us uh do you think uh do you think self-care and the care of your business are interconnected in any way well, my business is a business of self-care, but as far as for me, do I feel like I get joy out of it? Absolutely. I love it. I love, uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher and I feel like I have helped, I have helped so many people start out a career and like, I, it always sucks when you have somebody that works for you leave, but I think unless I have asked them to leave, I've only had one person leave, two two people leave that didn't leave to start their own business three three because they went with the other girls because they were friends um but everybody that left left because one of the girls who had worked under me had started their own business and a couple of them were like well you like broke it down to show how easy it was so that that is so cool yeah i love helping people Absolutely. Um, do you have any self-care practices you'd like to share with the audience? Like, do you journal? Do you meditate? Do you uh, spend an hour each morning making sure your hair and your eyebrows and your eyelashes are done? Like, what is your number one self-care practice that you don't go a day without? Well, Matthew, thank you for bringing that up. I, as you may have noticed, don't have eyebrows. I wasn't blessed like you. So yes, I do draw them on every day. I do have tattoos underneath but it's not the right color. Oh, I mean, only because it faded and it needs to be redone. Um, but now I don't meditate. I've tried to, and it's too boring for me. I've tried, <laughs> I have tried. I can't do it. And Oprah says, if you can't meditate five minutes a day, you need to meditate 20. I can't do it. Um, cleaning, 
and I like cleaning, but then, I mean, I wouldn't really consider that self-care. Um, but my animals, my, I love, I'm obsessed with animals. All right. And plants. My self-care. And plants. You water those plants, right? Oh, plants are my therapy. Are you kidding me? There you go. I forgot about, I forget about my plants. There you go. Let me help you tell everybody what your self-care practice. Through the power of observation. Plants are my therapy. Yeah, I I noticed the plant explosion as your uh, business grew. It was like more and more plants and like I would just get stuck on your story watching you walk and water them, you know, and I never really see you in the video, but like you can see the plants and I'm like, man, yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting some great joy because I've killed, I kill succulents, by the way. Um, I have this keen ability to kill succulents. So, um, all right. So a couple last quick questions. Um, they're important. We only have a couple minutes here left and yeah. I want to know what's your greatest fear? people not liking me that yep why is that so important it's a good question it 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 you know without getting all a therapeutical if you will if if you know listening (laughs) to this entire podcast it seems like you know you've done a good job like maybe compartmentalizing that happening and just being like, if I just continue to grow and continue to grow, like, um, I'll have enough people that are happy with what I do that the ones yeah. that aren't happy with my, what I do won't hurt as bad, you know? And then I can, I can sit at home, but I do think it's kind of a classic, uh, I guess it's a classic human trait, you know, I wouldn't call it a Leo trait, but Leos are kind of somewhat emotional and, and we discuss we're both Leos, but it's like, you know, when you care about people and you want to provide the best service possible and you know you gave ev- you gave everything inside and people aren't happy um it's it's not ours to wear but it can be hard you know it's like i know i gave everything i had so does that mean i'm i'm not valuable and and what i've learned over time it's like if you gave with the right intention with the right purpose uh with the right level of integrity like it's it's not about us, and that's where ego can get in the way too. It's uh, Don Miguel Ruiz's four agreements. There's the one that says don't take anything personal, and it's yeah. it's when like you help someone and they do good, that was them, and that's their celebration. Yeah. And when you help someone and it doesn't work out, it was on them, and it's their thing to deal with. And that was always the hardest for me. I'm like, well, how am I in the the industry of being helpful, and whether or not it goes good or bad. I'm supposed to take myself out of the equation, but I'm hired to be helpful. Like that used to confuse the living daylights out of me, but I can feel you on all levels and I don't have the answer. And when I find the answer on why that's so important, um, I'll definitely share it with you because that one's tough. But here's the follow-up question. What's on the other side of that fear? What's on the other side of that? Rephrase. So your greatest fear is whether or not people like you or like what you give now if you get past that what's on the other side every everyone everyone seems to like you uh, everything like you do seems to turn to gold everyone's happy like oh yeah how does how does your life change there's no there's no word grateful i guess right there's no it's boring it's 
color look. That's boring. So I guess we do need a little bit of that, don't we? A little bit of conflict goes a long way, I think, sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, man, well, you've given us so much to think about today. First, I just want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing. Um, I, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of ways that I know how to thank you, you know, for the just the way you've shown up in my life. And it's kind of been interesting because uh, the ways that we've met and actually never have met in person it's 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 trippy you know um just shows 2021 but uh yeah i just think it goes like you know friendship is developed how it's developed and uh i just uh want to say thank you for being a a good friend in my life you know and uh, i learn from you every day and i think um you know i just i'm super grateful for that and i'm grateful that you came on and shared with the the show today Thank you. I, you're, it's so funny because before I even messaged you ever, I used to watch your videos on Facebook and I think I had told you this and I'm like, oh, this guy's so cool. And I'm like, I don't even know him. It's like when you watch the Kardashians and you feel like you know them. I felt like I, I'm sure everybody feels like they know you, but yeah, likewise, I, you have definitely helped push me through things. And when I listen to one of your podcasts and I'm like, literally today, I was literally going through that today. Thank you for that. You know, looks like we share so parallel same, lives. Better, you're, better, you're better at communicating. Uh, thank you. I, I try my best. I'm not the best. I'm not great at verbiage at times, but thank you also. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. Guys, if you want to follow Jenna, um, I'm going to list it all in the show notes, but uh, best place is at SoCo Lashes, I'm guessing. That's, uh, that's your most responsive page, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what, the message, you know, when you get like so many messages, you're like, I, I try to get to everybody, but yes. That's the place. Next question. <laughs> At SoCo 